1: Opinions expressed in the following program may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Keep
2: on trying my highest ground.
1: Life in Colorado. Maria Oliver and this week we're spotlighting music beautiful classical music everybody knows about the Colorado Symphony but wait there's more the Aurora Symphony Orchestra has been making beautiful music in town since the 70s this week we sit down with ASO board chair Dr. Carlotta Davis and she brought us a surprise music director and conductor Dr. Norman Gamboa thanks for joining
0: us pleasure to be here
1: Happy to be here. Okay. and We're going to start with Miss Carlotta because I know she has a, a lot of the background, and then we'll speak with you about the creative and the, and the vision and the passion and the
2: fire. Ms. Carlotta, how did you get involved with uh, the Aurora Symphony? I've been the piccoloist for the last four years. I play flute primarily and was asked to substitute for a year, and then I auditioned and was awarded a spot. I've been on the board of directors for three years, and the last two years as the chairperson of the board.
1: Now, now definitely as the the chairman, I, I wanted to get a little bit more history from you, because I've heard of the Colorado Symphony Orchestra, but I didn't know we had one here in Aurora. When did that
2: get started, and and, and why here? Uh, 41 years ago, Aurora Civic Orchestra was formed by two visionary people in Aurora. One was Alice Maine, and the other person was Gloria Olson. They were approached with the idea of putting together a little orchestra, and that was the beginning orchestra for the Aurora Symphony. Since that time, the orchestra has grown, so we are a a full symphony orchestra, and we are the only orchestra in the city of Aurora, and we're very proud of that heritage, We're proud that we are an all-volunteer orchestra of all sorts of people who have uh, some day jobs that are in music and others who are lawyers, physicists, rocket scientists, just a wide variety of different occupations. And we all come together every Wednesday evening and rehearse from 7 to 930 We give a variety of concerts during the year. We have about six rehearsals in between each repertoire set, and happy to do it. We are very much like family. We respect each other, and it takes a while as a flutist, because there are 27 million flutists in the world, and to get a spot in a community orchestra is really, really a great deal. And... I auditioned for a number of different orchestras in the area and actually substituted for a number of different orchestras, but Aurora definitely has the distinction of feeling like home.
1: And uh, Dr. Davis, can you tell us a little bit about the mission of the Aurora Symphony Orchestra?
2: The mission of the Aurora Symphony Orchestra is very simple. It is to bring music to the community. And we do that in a variety of ways, certainly with our large masterworks concerts, some of the well-known repertoire of the symphonic literature, as well as small groups that we play, for example, at the Martin Luther King wreath-laying ceremony at the library on Colfax, as well as other events throughout the Aurora area, as well as other events throughout the Aurora area. Last year, we were um, a member of Global Fest, and uh, we had a kazoo band there, as well as our (laughs) brass quintet that played. (laughs) And we taught the kids how to play kazoos, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We will do that again this year. So are you excited about this weekend's performance? I am excited about the performance and a little humbled by the difficulty <laughs> of the music. I've never heard in uh, my 22 years of orchestral experience a contrabazoon and piccolo duet.
1: Now, there's a, a new phrase that's been introduced to me, a pre-concert. What's that about?
0: Uh, well, that's something that a lot of orchestras do, and that is to introduce audiences to their repertoire that is going to be performed that evening. And with the Aurora Symphony we started doing that uh, we'll say probably a couple years ago Uh, and that is where I come on stage prior to the start of the performance so I will do a short presentation of what the music is all about and I try to make it that it's not too much of a lecture type and it's more interactive so people have questions, and I try to make it very accessible for individuals that don't have a solid background in in music or music history, so they understand what is going to happen or what's about to happen on stage uh, with the pieces that they're about to hear.
1: And you mentioned that everyone is a volunteer, so they, they work their nine-to-fives
2: all day long, they're with their family, their friends, their kids, and then... Come down? Uh, correct. And, in fact, that doesn't account for the hours of rehearsal and uh, all the other things that are required to prepare the music. Okay. All righty. We're going to switch it over to Dr. Gamboa
1: here. Okay. I, I had planned to talk about you, <laughs> but when you showed up, that's great. Okay. Born in Costa Rica, but now you're a Denver native. First off, let, let's start with that. How did that happen?
0: Um, well, it's been several years, as a matter of fact, that I've been uh, living in Colorado, and I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy it. Um, so I applied, and I guess they like me, and they offered me the position, so uh, here I am.
2: Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yes, let me do. interject a little mm-hmm. bit. I, I've seen such an incredible growth of the orchestra from four years ago when we were playing very simple transcriptions. Since that time, we have done two full runs of the Nutcracker with Aurora Dance Arts, which is a volunteer city-run organization. Um, That is a huge challenge for the orchestra, and for Norman to have had the belief that we could play that and do it three days in a row was absolutely the best. So the faith that Norman has had with us and our ability to become better and better is really is secondary to him it is you know i mean we can practice but if you have 60 people playing individual parts you're going to hear 60 people playing individual parts but making it meld making it sound like an orchestra is a truly wonderful thing so i just had to add that in we are very lucky to have Thank you. Uh, Norman
1: Because he wasn't going to toot his own horn. So there you go, Dr. Davis. We got you on spot for that. So if we're not going to have you toot your own horn, let's have you talk a little bit about your vision. What to you makes a, a good, as she was speaking, you know, you could have 60 people playing 60 instruments, and it could sound like 60 people playing instruments, but that's not what we're going for. We're going for a compilation. We're going for a feel. What to you is it? the idea of a beautiful symphony? What what brings an orchestra together
0: to you? Well, you know, every orchestra has its own soul. Um, the idea for just about every conductor is to uh, pinpoint that particular sound that is going to make that group uh, different from the others. And, you know, it's been a process. I've been with the orchestra about eight years now, and it's It's been a time where we're, we've we tried to mature that sound and uh, get everybody to understand what it takes to play with each other, listen to each other. So I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, clear as black and white what, what the Aurora Symphony sound is, but it's very particular. Um, if you listen to a lot of the other orchestras in the metro area, you would... Uh, identify certain uh, color, you want to call it that way, that is not typical of the other orchestras that the Aurora Symphony because of the type of work the musicians do collectively it's starting to blossom and that's what I go after. I just try to uh, focus on the strengths of each individual um, and then bring those together in a way that You know, I always tell the musicians, the orchestra is just like a big pipe organ where each of the individuals that are sitting in those chairs, it's one of the pipes. So as we play, we just have to bring those sounds to a core and make it, you know, meld into one big uh, color.
1: We are sitting down and speaking with Norman Gamboa and Dr. Carlotta Davis. Uh, We're just going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Life in Colorado.
0: Life in Colorado is...
1: Life in Colorado to me. Do you want to let us know what you think of the show? Do you have a group or an issue you want us to cover? Or maybe a comment to let us know you're listening. Drop us a line at salemdenver.com. That's salemdenver.com. we are speaking with two representatives of the Aurora Symphony Orchestra. Now, we know why we wanted you to come here. (laughs) We know about uh, your artistic vision, uh, your precision. Why did you decide to to come on board and, and come to Aurora?
0: The orchestra was very appealing to me because there was, and still there is, a lot of room for growth. And every time uh, that a new person joins, it brings a new set of skills and it's interesting to exploit that, uh, that new uh, resource that is joining.
1: How does the group come together to portray an expression to the audience?
0: You know, music is an abstract uh, expression of, or an art expression that is uh, has no uh, visual ad- identity. So the whole idea behind presenting a piece of music to the audience is that you're conveying a message, whatever that is. So as we rehearse, uh, you know, the whole idea of having a conductor is that just like Carlotta just a moment ago said, you would have 60 plus different ideas of how a piece of music has to be performed or interpreted having one person in front of those 60 individuals makes all those concepts come into a marriage that is going to be just one big uh idea so you know it's it's a matter of finding that common ground and, and make it make it grow from there and it's just like i said you know it's trying to find its own identity as far as you know, what the music it's supposed to, to say. And I always tell the orchestra, you know, we might think, to give you an example, you know, that the music here represents the spring. But then the audience might think, oh, you know, that's cartoon music or that is, uh, I don't know, to me that sounds winter. Uh, and, you know, by the end of the day, it doesn't matter what kind of, Message they're getting for as long as they're getting one, so it's not necessary for the music making that what we as musicians conceptualize is in terms of the music that is being performed. It's important what that that concept you know it's transformed into another uh, general idea that the audience can build on their own based on what you are transmitting.
1: Can you share a little bit with me about uh, this weekend's performance? I believe it's Romantic Elgie. Is that, that correct?
0: Yes. Uh, but, you know, the way we title the performances is that we kind of take uh, elements from each of the pieces that are com- uh, comprising the the repertoire. And the first piece that we have programmed is called Elegy for Symphony Orchestra by American composer John Corigliano. As a matter of fact, ev- every single piece just about that we've performed this season is written by an American composer. Uh, so we will start with Elegy by John Corrigliano, which is a very ethereal kind of piece, and that kind of brings back uh, the the notion of you know what you're transmitting to the audience as far as message. Um, this piece it's it kind of gives you a feel of floating and. It is interesting to see what type of interpretation people in the audience are gonna uh, get out of it. So it's it's a small little opener piece that um, will lead into, you know, the wh- the piece with the guest artist, which is you know very distinguished, uh, extraordinary, wonderful flute player, uh, uh, Catherine Peterson, who uh, performs with this uh, Colorado Symphony as well. She is uh, one of the big pros in the country. She also performs regularly with the Baltimore Symphony. And we actually owe that connection to Carlotta that uh, brought us together. So we're extremely delighted and looking forward to participating with her. Uh, She's gonna do a very, very challenging, very wonderful piece by uh, uh, Lieberman is his last name, the composer, and Lowell Lieberman. And it's a flute concerto for uh, soloist and orchestra, and it's, uh, it's extremely virtuoso. So people that will come to the performance is going to experience uh, true fireworks coming out of that flute. And it's no easy walk at the park for the orchestra either. It's quite challenging. So it's a lot of back and forth between the solo line and the orchestral accompaniment. And bringing those two together, it's, it's pure magic. Uh, and then we're going to finish the performance with uh, one of the big American symphonies, uh, which is called the Romantic Symphony or Symphony Number no. 2 by Howard Hanson, who for a long time served as the chairman of the uh, Eastman School of Music in uh, Rochester, New York. So it's another... Uh, Trademark of their American repertoire, so we 're really excited about this they all um, the main character of this or the main characteristic of this whole concert is color, so how we go from something as as uh, abstract as the elegy to something that will sound a lot of sections as a movie soundtrack, which is the flute concerto is very very engaging, and then something as passionate and as feeling as this symphony by Howard Hanson. So it's three different repertoire pieces that uh, contrast, but they also complement each other very well.
1: Okay. And uh, then you have uh, another performance coming up in a few weeks, the Chamber Works Concert. Uh, what can we expect from that
0: one? Uh, yes, uh, and this is the first time in a long time that the symphony has put together a performance of small groups that are formed within the orchestra. So members of the Aurora Symphony... Uh, they're gathering together themselves without conductor. These are uh, music uh, pieces that are done uh, on their own, uh, hence the name chamber music. It's it's intended for small venues. And Carlotta has been instrumental in putting that together. So I'm gonna ask her to speak of it.
2: In my opinion, orchestral music is wonderful. I mean, it's like having a party with a lot of friends. But it has to be kept together by the conductor. Many people are playing many different parts, and perhaps only the string players play throughout the entire musical selection. In chamber music, only three, four, or five people will be playing a piece of music, and they keep things together by the communication between each other, by gestures, by knowing what the other person is playing, and in my opinion, it's much more difficult to play than orchestral music. Um, A lot of our uh, musicians had been very psyched about doing this, had been excited about putting this together, and uh, thanks to the City of Aurora, North Aurora Cultural Arts District grant, we were able to also offer the musicians the opportunity for coaching. This concert will be at 3 o'clock at the People's Building on Colfax Avenue. This is a concert that's free to anyone who wants to come. And, and that's that April 14th performance? Yes,
1: okay. Sunday at and, 3 o'clock. Um, Sunday at 3 o'clock, perfect. Let's talk a little bit deeper. And, and I can tell that the two of you have a, a passion and a, a fire for what you're doing because... Words can't express the blood, sweat, the tears, the practice, the rehearsal, the
2: selections. The, uh, but why do you do it? The Aurora Symphony Orchestra plays in a number of venues. We, uh, I mentioned Nutcracker and how that was a fully staged production before Christmas in early December. And this was a phenomenal performance that allowed people in the community who perhaps couldn't go downtown to see professional groups, it allowed them to get the feel of the Nutcracker at an affordable price. So, Dr. Gamboa, why are you doing this?
0: Well, mine is slightly different reasons. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if I was not passionate about it I don't have really a big recollection of this, but my parents said that I've been always wanting to uh, do conducting ever since I was 10 years old, that they used to take me to the symphony concerts in Costa Rica. So, you know, it's been a a long time coming, um, and I do have to say that it is quite invigorating and, and refreshing to work with individuals like... Those in the Aurora Symphony, because, as you would understand, they are there because they want to be there. They're not there because they're getting paid to be there. You know, you see in their faces, and, uh, you know that that satisfaction because they accomplish something that is being given them. It's just something that you can't put a price on. That you can't really, exp- um, you know. Exp- Explain in in, in in a few words, but it's something that I get a lot of personal satisfaction when I see that happening. It it's just incredible to witness. Uh, if you compare something as big as the Colorado Symphony, for example, is more an, of an elite organization, uh, whereas in community-based organizations, people go because they really want to learn something from the music they want to see their neighbors they want to see their relatives they want to see their friends on stage and go there to support them so it's a different kind of vibe in my book i think a group of volunteers by the end of the day will provide you with the biggest rewards as far as personal satisfaction and professional outlet
1: Thanks to Dr. Carlotta Davis and conductor Dr. Norman Gamboa. For more information on this week's performance and upcoming events, go to their website, aurorasymphony.org. That's aurorasymphony.org. That does it for our show this week. My name is Maria Oliver, and this is Life in Colorado.
0: If you have questions or comments about
1: today's program, please call 303-750-5687 Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.